Also, I'm out of town, so the director and composer of Good Morning New York, a new musical, are taking over the podcast this week. What are they going to say? I don't know. But they planned this entire show for us. But before we start that, please donate to our Indiegogo page. We just launched it. The link is in the bio of this podcast. You can also find it at goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. Season 2 is all about making money, and if you help us out, this will just be a small part of our very big budget because we have to raise $13,000 and we're asking people like you and our friends and family to help us just raise a thousand of that because this podcast will be about raising the money outside friends and family. However, I'd love some help and we have so many perks like free shirts, free tickets, uh, an album. There's a lot of things you can get if you help us just raise a small portion of our budget. Because moving forward, we're going to be bringing in someone to talk about financial planning and taxes in the entertainment industry and raising money from people you don't know. That will be a big part of the podcast, but theater is all about collaboration. So if you want to help us, I would be very, very grateful. You can donate at goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com or click on the link for our Indiegogo page in this bio. Now let's get to the show. the Making a Musical podcast. Jacqueline Thrapp is on vacation this week, so we're taking over. I'm Good Morning New York director Bridget Graney. And I'm Good Morning New York composer Dylan Adler. Today we're going to be talking about rehearsal. We're going to be talking about the director-composer collaboration. Yes, yes. We're going to be also talking about um, goals we have related to theater um, and things that we're excited about this new production for and ideas, how ideas came for... um, old renditions and new renditions. Oh yeah, any any changes that we're excited for, anything that we love from the first production that we're like pumped to see yeah. again and like work on. Yeah. Before we get started, we're raising funds for our show and would like you to get involved. We just launched an Indiegogo page for our musical. If you donate 25 bucks, you get a free album. And if you donate more, you'll get exclusive perks like tickets to the album launch party and the show. Visit goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com to donate or click on the link in the bio for the podcast for this podcast episode. Now let's talk about Good Morning New York. Yes. Well, first of all, for people who've never, I assume most people listening have probably done a production before, mm-hmm. but for people who haven't, there is this weird thing where you see somebody 24-7 for a chunk of time, and then you don't see them forever. Like, I haven't seen you in so long since the show. I haven't seen you, I don't think, since the <laughs> Like, I want to say maybe, maybe once after, I think we had one meeting after yeah. the, after we closed in the yeah. summer. That's crazy. Yeah. Because we saw each other like every, almost we every day. We each other like every day. We <laughs> On were... conference calls and email chains and yeah. all of all of the above. Yeah. So it's insane. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm all over the place, but so happy to be talking about the new production. Yes. I'm so excited. So are you and Jackie in the midst right now of um, like writing and, and updating songs and everything? Yes. Right now we're in the midst of... Um, Going through the lyrics, the old lyrics of the songs, and also dialogue, because um, we are just talking about character changes and um, uh, what, what we think would be most believable for um, the characters to say. And some of the lyrics um, of the old songs or the moments are, are just... Uh, they, the lyrics don't really fit the new character or 
just the moment that we want to like what we want to bring out in them and particularly Val I think oh interesting yeah I'm so excited to hear the or hear and read the like updated script yeah I'm dying I think it's in a couple months it's gonna be yeah. yes yeah. I'm so excited same do you hear sidebar do you hear like a thing in your headphones like a like a like an ocean's wave sound. Yeah, I hear like a like a faucet running. Yeah, that just started, right? Yeah. I think it's like in this room. It's like oh. the heater. Oh my god, you're right. It's, I think it's, I, think in it's the heater. I think it's either the heater or like in yeah. construction. Okay, I thought oh I was going god. crazy. They're out to get us. They're trying to sabotage <laughs> the production. Trying to sabotage our podcast. Um, but uh, yeah. So I guess do you want to talk a little bit about? kind of how rehearsals went last mm -hmm. summer and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, yep, for everyone who doesn't know, so Dylan had like five billion roles. He's <laughs> composer, also pianist, and musical director. So um, we, in the rehearsal process, we worked together a lot and kind of split rehearsal time. Um, we had like the first chunk of our rehearsals just learning all of the songs, which Dylan mostly ran, and then we had blocking and choreography and everything which myself and the choreographer were in charge of and then there's that moment where you bring it all together mm -hmm. and you kind of have to figure out how to share time and split notes and like meet afterwards to discuss how we want to do the next day and everything mm -hmm. um do you have any thoughts or like memories or like an instant i have I, I'll, I guess i'll start mm -hmm. i have one i remember the first song that we did that it had been fully learned and it had been fully blocked and it was Station. Don't you know that I've been keeping an eye on you? I wish you saw what I do. Stop treating yourself like an unworthy little bitch. You're so much better. You're a better bitch. <laughs> it was the first one that we revisited with everything. Like the actors had time to go and work yeah. on it on their own time. Yeah. I literally, maybe I'm just uh, like of uh, just too much in love with theater. But I remember when they did Station and I almost cried because it was so, it was the first time for the show that we saw everything come together. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in rehearsal, just like tearing up. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so fun to see when the music and the direction, the performance just come together. I was oh, like, my oh my God. God. That's so true. And I remember like, you know, we did the reading and everything. And then we we uh, we went we ran through the whole musical in that way. But like you really don't get the full scope of the show and the arc until uh, it until everything kind of comes together. And you're like, oh, okay. yeah, like this is this is it. And then it's nice to kind of finesse like I remember once we kind of had the whole thing put together yeah. I would switch up a little bit of blocking or you'd be like oh I'm gonna add a little bit of music underneath this and that mm -hmm. because yeah once you see it in the once fall yeah like there's so much we can do there's uh, so much you can add I love it so much oh my god no I completely agree with you and I think that's why like um shows have to go out of town when they're on Broadway because mm -hmm. They see it on stage they see how an audience responds to it and then that's when it clicks to them like oh I got to cut this. Oh, yes. oh, I got to add this. You had a couple. I remember after. Oh, what was sorry, that sound? Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was the actual recording. I'm like very much like it's recording, right? It's recording, right? So I was like, oh, no, what did I do? Oh, my God. Um, I have no idea how this shit works. <laughs> In the studio, what is this? Um, but I remember after opening night, Um, I think it was after opening night. Yeah, at mm -hmm. the pit. Um, When you were like. You came up to me and you were like, I have all of these ideas. And you told me all these like ideas for the music. And I was like, 
yes to everything <laughs> yeah and like we were like well we can't do it now yeah we're like we still future have... productions hell yeah yes you were like i want to have musical themes for a lot of the characters i don't know if that'll make it in but mm-hmm. um i was like yes i totally get that mm-hmm. like a theme theme the music what were some of the other ones oh yeah. we were talking about um just in general for musicals how if songs don't move the emotion forward yeah what's the purpose of the song and we had some solid songs that really did um like if he loved me one look i guess that's all that you need one look and it seems so easy you are standing in a suit from across the room it's clear to see that you want me to what's going on I think it's a fantasy. <gasps> Can I be Cinderella? Betty, take me out of this. With one move. That really moved the arc forward, and you yeah. could tell. Like, revealed something about that. Yeah, and I felt like the responses to those songs were, like, overwhelming. Like, everyone in the audience, because I was in the back when I um, at the shows, and you could just see everybody nodding or crying or cracking up, especially in the numbers where the characters are making a lot of progress in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was so nice to see. Also, Best of Me. I got some TV you can turn on and off. The best of me. give you the best of me. Best of Me, people would cry. Oh, my God. I love the way they perform that song. Yes. It's, they, they, gave me, they gave me the goosies, I will say. <laughs> they gave me goosebumps. For people who don't know the song Best of Me from our show, it's uh, basically two of the characters kind of realize that they put up with enough and they want to make a change in their lives and kind of move forward on their own terms. Mm. And it's just a really... Really beautiful duet. Very well, very well composed. Oh, thank you. And beautifully directed by Bridget. Oh, thank the you. The staging's gorgeous. And like, I, it's just such a beautiful moment because these two characters have been like, um, um, you don't really, they, they never like work together or anything, but you get mm-hmm. to see their, um, th- um, their narratives are kind of similar in that they're, they, um, they worked so hard for something and then they they never got um they never got the reward for it or that validation that yeah. that they like deserved it's so sad yeah and there i think it's one of those songs that people can relate to on many different levels whether um there's something in like their personal lives or in their careers or anything it kind of touches mm-hmm. all the scopes of people wanting to make a change so that's why i feel like everyone comes out of that number being like Oh, mm-hmm. I understand. Even if you have nothing in common with the characters beyond yeah. that want to make a change, I feel like you hear best of me and you're like, oh, I really relate to to Val and Betty. Like, mm-hmm. just because it is just such a, I don't know. I just think it's such a, it's such a beautifully done number. Mm-hmm. A list of, yeah. of all and the songs. beautiful lyrics by Jackie Thrapp. Oh, stunning lyrics. Very, um, I don't even know what the word is. There, there were some lines like the lyrics, um, I'm not some TV you I can turn that. on That's and exactly off. exactly the lyric I was thinking of. Ooh. It's like, oh, girl. It is so good. Those um, are some very vivid lyrics. I love them. I really, that is one of the songs that would also get stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a list of the songs here just um, so that I don't forget things that I wanted to mm-hmm. talk to you about. Oh, how was the writing of Tor? That was the last song that was mm-hmm. done for. Yeah, that was the last song. And it came out of like, Jackie was talking about like, um, 
all the behind the scenes, like all the stuff that would happen. Um, well, well, she wrote it into the script about how it's like you just t take stuff from newspapers and the Times or the Post, the New York Post. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be a really cool song if we <laughs> just put kind of the um, the behind the scenes or I don't know. Dirty isn't the word, but kind of um, like the grimy side the of grimy this side particular station. Of the particular yeah. station, and it could like also kind of highlight the um, the kind of they're they're putting on a show, and also highlight something about John's character too, how he's the kind of character who believes like don't show everyone your cards, all your cards, like give them a show. Mm -hmm. It's and, a beast of a number in a mm -hmm. in a great way it's so yeah. catchy but it's so fast-paced and it's really long i know oh and the way that um bridget directed it was incredible just the way it moves and um it's so seamless with the music it's it's such good direction oh thank you well part. it was the the rhythm of the song is it's at such a good pace that I literally took the sheet music once i got it and just wrote the blocking on the sheet music mm -hmm. which i never do but it was so I felt like the whole energy of the song was so intertwined with mm -hmm. the composition that I was like, yeah, I have to block this on the sheet music because mm -hmm. there's no other way. This is, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really, really like that number. And that's Same. another, that's another great one of like how I feel like we kind of collaborated in rehearsals and things like mm -hmm. that. Cutting in here to talk about one of my new favorite things. This month, I'm trying out apple cider vinegar capsules instead of drinking it straight. So far, I love it because it burns 100 calories every day. It's like running a mile, but not. And also, if you take it seven times a week, it's like running seven miles. That's 700 calories a week you could be burning. This puts your fat to work, providing the benefits of red hot peppers without the burn. If you want to burn fat and get that bikini bod this summer, you know it's coming. It is coming sooner than you think. Visit the website for Physician's Choice and use the code JACK20. It'll give you 20% off. That's J-A-C-K, 20 for 20% off. I've also put a link in the bio of this podcast. Apple cider vinegar capsules from Physician's Choice is a go-to for me. Let's make it a go-to for you. All right, back to the show. Do you have any like tips or advice or anything for um, directors and composers like working together in rehearsals? Oh, I yeah, I would. Um, a tip I would uh, say is for I would say for composers, and this is something <laughs> that uh, I'm I'm still definitely working on too. Is whenever um, it's nice to whenever you write a song or um, uh have a concept for a song to have some sort of staging or action in mind to anchor the song itself Ooh. I think is helpful I didn't do that very much <laughs> and it was like a lot but I I'm, I think like to have that anchor is a good is a good um thing for writing and also in collaboration with um the director because you have a concrete kind of action. I really place. like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. because then it's you're automatically from the start on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And it also kind of in a way limits you, but that's good because you you when you're writing a musical, you kind of want to be like 
limited in the way like you it's like okay i know that this is the action this is what i want the character to say and in the way of having those limits it like kind of frees you mm-hmm. in um writing i totally feel the same way with directing because for theater it's so different than than anything on camera because with stuff on screen it's like well you can go anywhere in any space in any angle and see mm-hmm. any part of anything in theater it's like okay well you have there's the fourth wall and you are in one square or rectangle on a stage and yeah. unless you have a very interestingly designed theater mm-hmm. you have like a very standardized stage and that's your limits which i love because then you can come up with more creative things like within the little box mm-hmm. um and i feel yeah. like you get the best stuff out of out of that but i really yeah. like that i feel mm-hmm. like my advice and i felt like we did this the whole time would just to always touch base with the composer if you're the director after mm-hmm. every rehearsal yeah. and see um how you think it's going because sometimes you might be like oh i really want to change this but then like as the director but then the composer would be like actually musically i like this and then i'll be like oh the blocking i wanted to change i'll, I'll actually mm-hmm. keep it because now dylan's gonna make uh, a change that actually resolves what I wanted to do in the blocking mm-hmm. or vice versa. Like, Oh, I think everything's great. And then they'll be like, Oh, I want to finesse this one part. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. go back. And that actually makes sense. And you get two points of view. I feel like two he- it's the two heads are better than one. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, just the, just you have like the note of just, you have to collaborate. You have to be communicative. And Jackie, I'm sorry, Bridget, um, <laughs> is such an incredible collaborator with not only composer Jackie, but like the actors too. Like really, um, uh, Bridget was so good at knowing how to t- like um, communicate the ideas to the actors and also um, uh, get get out different ideas and different viewpoints that... Um, me and Jackie and the actors didn't think of before, which like definitely um, enriched the musical 100%. And then that, inf- like, if if there's just like solid collaboration between um, director, composer, actors, like that, um, that's gold. I yeah, think. I totally agree with like the, just the necessity of collaboration, but also I think it's way more fun that way and you mm-hmm. do get such a better product. I will say Dylan is, so good at working with actors and so good at teaching songs, which I think people sometimes <laughs> overlook that <Stop>. talent. <laughs> but it is. And I remember telling telling the cast of you before opening night and at 54 Below and everything. I was like, you know what? Because you were also the pianist for the, all the shows. I was like, you have Dylan on stage. So I was like, if anything ever goes wrong in anything like he'll catch you it'll be fine you've got dylan and like not that i felt like there was ever going to be an issue or anything but i was like just so you know and you could tell that was like a common thing you're like yeah dylan's gonna be there Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine yeah and that's such a huge thing because not everybody has that that ability and that's like you can cross all like platforms of Mm -hmm. like the arts if you can exactly create and teach and collaborate like that's the that's That's the trifecta of And uh, collaborating also makes everyone more invested in yes. the musical. Yes. Which improves it. Which it, I love. Yeah, then you feel like you all given a little piece of it. And so yeah. it's like you want it to be so good because obviously you want it to be good, but also you don't want to let anyone else down. Yeah. Like you yeah. have so many people counting on you when you're all working, especially yeah. in like a large ensemble musical. Yeah. Like ours, there's so many people involved that yeah. you're like, yeah, we need to all do well for ourselves and for the show, but for each other, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh theater. I love theater so much. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> for the good of the show. For the good of the show. I love it. For the good of the whole piece. Yes. That's what we, um, <laughs> also, we would always, at the end of rehearsals, um, we would always try to split note time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I if I went over time with my notes, we would do yours or vice versa the next morning. But we always do try to make sure if you're like a director, composer team working in rehearsals, always make sure that both people get to give notes because mm-hmm. um, it's. I think it's sometimes easy, like if I'm mostly doing blocking that day, to just be like, okay, I gave my notes, we're done. But it's like, no, 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 we've been doing music all day too. And yeah. there's obviously going to be musical notes whether positive or constructive that we have to also go through and that are very important to the production so i feel like for collaborating teams really make sure everyone has the time to not only give notes but then finesse whatever the note was because it's not mm-hmm. helpful to be like oh i have a note on a song and then the director's like oh you don't have time to like you have to give people time to then work out the notes I yeah like. yeah sometimes i felt bad because it's like this note by the way holiday the word is the word is um, snow, and then and then the bridge is getting notes, and they're like, bah! yeah, we're just like twenty five million notes, but yeah. then, but I feel like, um, <laughs> but it's 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 sometimes you because then toward the end you have like no, I remember like toward the last toward couple the weeks end, we'd like, have no like notes. we have no notes yeah. or like our note would be like that was fantastic, yeah. cool, keep doing it, yeah. So I guess the note is don't be afraid to give notes. Yeah, yes, that is our note to you yeah. all. Look at us. Yeah. So because, helpful. <laughs> yeah, you can see what's happening. Yeah, that's that's true. And I, it's like, I mean, I've been like years, years ago, but I've been on the performing side of things as a musical theater dancer before. And it's like, I have no idea if, if, if there's, there's a lot of notes that you get where you're like, I would have had no idea that that was happening or that mm-hmm. that's what it looked like on stage or whatever. Yeah. It's like you also, part of, I think the trust between like directors, composers and the cast is like, like you trust everybody to tell you. Like if I, t- I give a note to an actor and they're like, "That's not physically possible for me to to get from point A to point B in the time mm-hmm. you just gave me." I need to know that. Also, like if you have a musical note, it's like the actors want to know if they mm-hmm. are like you know everyone exactly. wants to know how to improve so that opening night you can be amazing. Exactly. And sometimes I've thought to myself like, "Oh my god, I'm being such a nitpicky little bitch. <laughs> like this is a very small note, but like it's in my guts and I really want to say it." Yeah, and if this you is, don't like, say the seventh it. Note. <laughs> And then, but like, just say it. Just yeah, because otherwise cause... you'll be thinking about it the whole next rehearsal. You're like, oh, I never said that thing, and then it happened again. But how would they know exactly, that? It's... Exactly. Exactly. Would... You'll say it. How would anybody know yeah, that that's a note yeah, you want to change? They want to be on your side too. Yeah. So just give the note. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have a fun fact for our listeners. Um, you and I are both the two NYU alumni yes. on this production. Go Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, we have like what 25 different Bobcats violets torches. Yes. Did you know that our Bob, sidebar, did you know that our Bobcat is named after the library? Uh, That's yes, like the I least do. athletic. Truly such a mask school. Like <laughs> so most... sports oriented. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. yeah, Dylan and I both went to NYU. I think we overlapped by a year, I think. Yeah. And we were in different schools. I was in Tisch mm. for film and TV. I was in Steinhardt for music composition. And, yep. And then we met on this production. Uh, the production has nothing to do with NYU, but... Yeah. Um, one of the fun things about the Players Theater is that uh, it's where right. it's right there. I used to live right there. It's so the Players Theater where our show is going up off Broadway is in uh, downtown Manhattan in the West Village, yeah. and it's like three blocks from NYU. Yeah, 
It's going to be so fun I've to be I've seen shows down. there. I'm like so excited. I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. Jackie and I went to see a show there a couple months ago to start like Seeing getting an idea of the space. Cool. It's very cool. There's like a whole, it's very long. It is. Mm-hmm. So I think. It's like the beast of UCB East. Kind yes. Of. It's going to be like acoustically, I think we'll have to figure out, like make, because I don't think there's microphones. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll have, it'll be kind of like um, the Hudson Guild Theater where okay. it's like. The volume of everything we have to like play around with, but okay. there's a nice space. Like it's not a true. Well, I guess it is a pit. It's not a true pit in that you can like an orchestra pit in that you can walk in front of it. But there is like a whole section for you guys that's like very. I really like the layout. Oh yeah, no, I remember the band was like behind. Yeah, for yeah. our um, so for uh for our listeners, our summer production, uh, we did eight shows at the pit loft it was like a limited engagement and dylan uh, i was just dylan and the piano mm-hmm. and then we moved to we added in full orchestra for like our official debut at the new york theater festival mm-hmm. and we had the band behind the actors because there wasn't really a space there mm-hmm. for a band and you can like the actors so it was kind of acoustically difficult if you put the band in the front yeah. of people i thought it worked out really it well worked though. Out. yeah yeah oh my god jackie um morgan's friends <laughs> said about me like my favorite person was the pianist because he was <laughs> feeling himself and living his best <laughs> life he was really feeling it i was like oh no i was that's... too uh, expressive and emotional no, that's amazing <laughs> like... it was also so funny to see um like the move from the hudson to the hudson guild theater was so funny because we had done like the eight shows at the pit were like we're set and then we move and then it was like it was like okay dylan like work your magic and oh you my were god just, no it, it was, was like you big, and the band it was cool to we, watch uh, to working with the band was a whole other element and it, it was like uh it was good it was good it was cool yeah it was very it was very cool to see because i had to do like some blocking tweaks mm-hmm. um but yeah the big the big thing was was adding in the band and so yeah. it was really fun to be like and the big note overall was Band got to play quieter. That was the yeah, big note. Yeah, all the, the rehearsals were just quieter, quieter. Because it's hard to balance yeah. the band and then actors who aren't mic'd. And then every space is different. And then also every seat in a space is different. True. So it was like me walking around the theater during rehearsal trying to be like, if I sat here, could I hear everyone? Yeah. And also different. What I learned in this production was, I don't even, what would be the term? Like a deeper voice, mm-hmm. I think is harder to hear. Yeah. Even if they're equally as loud and equally pronunciating, yeah, because the bass is deep, yeah, and it's just that is something that I never thought about before. But higher voices, at least for my ear, is easier to hear. Yeah, so I feel like people are projecting more, exactly. even if everyone's projecting the same amount. Yeah, so that and was I, just an interesting thing. I too. agree, and I'd say when in doubt, it, I think because if it's like off off Broadway or off Broadway, mm-hmm. um, it's better that the band plays quieter than louder because you got to hear those lyrics and yes, the, it's that that's the most important part. I heard such an interesting thing the other day. I was, I don't know who originally said this quote, but I was watching, it was Hugh Jackman and Emily Blunt doing the (laughs) actor on actor thing on Mm -hmm. like interview for Variety. And they were talking about like Mary Poppins and um, the greatest showman. And then Hugh Jackman Mm -hmm. said, he heard this thing that said, the the book is what makes the musical work and the music is what makes people like come back or something to that effect. Oh, that's true. Right? It's like the the music and the lyrics are why people like remember and really connect to it. And then the book itself makes... Yeah. Every song has to be like the emotional low point or high point Mm -hmm. for the character where it's like the character feels so much they literally can't talk anymore and they have to sing that's like yes yes there's i don't know the exact words of it but like there's that bob fossey quote where it's like an uh 
a character speaks until their emotions are too high that they have to sing, and then they mm. they sing until their emotions are so high that they have to dance. Oh, mm-hmm. I, l- <sighs> I love that outlook on musicals because it's so true. That's a great, great. Like if you look at all the great musical numbers, that's so true. It's yeah, the uh, it's the emotional high points like the. And I am telling you, moment of dream girls. Oh, yes. Um, All of Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia. Can I just say that as a, no. as a, side, as a side footnote? I've never seen the stage production. Mamma Mia. But Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia too. Some catchy music. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, some catchy music. But yeah, all the all the big shows are like that, and that's when you get like the huge, the huge dance ensemble comes out, and you're like, oh, this is stuff just got real on mm-hmm. stage. Yeah, and when it is from an emotional high point, it doesn't seem super weird, as opposed to like randomly like, oh, yeah, we're in a like, song. Yeah, like what's happening? Like um, like the song "Anything Goes" from "Anything Goes." Yeah. Like that doesn't feel so weird because it's like this big moment for the lead character that you're like, I accept that there's 75 tap dancers on yeah. stage. Yeah, and then the audience just believes like, okay, there's a song now. Yeah, it yes. wouldn't be like, oh god, I hate Oreos. Oreos, <laughs> the worst. Well, it's that's... like you were supposed to love me. <laughs> yeah. And and then it's like then the song. That was the best <laughs> Nathan Lane level uh, voice that you just did. It was like Nathan Lane on Broadway to the. At its peak, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but I, do you have any? So since it's January, I don't know when this podcast will come out. Do you mm. have any like New Year's resolutions or goals for 2019 for mm. theater and, and music and all the arts? Any oh, personal man. goals or anything aside oh. from making this show? Yeah, great. But uh, any other ones? Oh man, I think a goal of mine definitely to to see more musicals and look at it from like a standpoint of kind of dissecting it like uh like going to a show and seeing it and enjoying it of course but then maybe after like going through the songs and being like okay here's the I want song mm. this song like like going through the songs and kind of looking through their purpose and um kind of looking through the formats and yes. um cuz doing that for for rent was really how like doing that for musicals and breaking down oh, okay here this is this there he like Lars Jonathan is weaving all the characters um narratives and what they're going through in this moment into one song like kind of going through musicals and doing that more I think I want to do just mm-hmm. to inform writing for um this I love that. I have a similar mm-hmm. one because I want to see. We should go see some more shows. No. Um, I want to see more shows, but I want to go and focus on transitions and blocking because I feel like mm. I only notice transitions in between scenes and in and out of songs when they don't go well. Mm, that's so true. Right? When you see a good show, you're not like, oh, that transition, this transition right. it just happens. Right. You're just like, oh, cool. That's You don't even recognize. And I want to go in and really look at how they do all the transitions both like logistically with the set but also blocking and emotionally all the yeah. transitions and then um yeah just just for blocking in general like i did you ever see the show it's only a play i haven't oh, that show was so good i'm Ooh. it closed a couple like maybe one or two years ago but i wish it was still on because the blocking in that was amazing mm. it was like uh, i saw it with i think it was nathan lane matthew broderick and like megan Mullally and a number of other people but like just those three are such good comedic a- actors and such mm-hmm. good comedic timing. And I wish I could see it now since we're an ensemble 
um, musical and like a comedic ensemble musical mm-hmm. to go see the blocking because that's a play, but but it was just so intricately done and I was watching as an audience member and I'm like, oh, I wish I watched from a, as a director, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. So I want to go find more shows like that where I could just go watch the blocking for yeah. for the love of blocking. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, this is my, you'll appreciate this, but also don't laugh at me. I want to learn how to semi-play the piano. That's oh my, my God, 2019. Because no, amazing, amazing. I, can, I can play, like I can obviously can sight read, but I, I can play enough to like, if I needed to run a vocal warm up but i want to be able to actually like play not mm-hmm. so much for this musical because you are here but for like other projects i want to be able to be like if we lose a pianist at the last minute or something i can step in for a rehearsal and we don't lose that time whereas mm-hmm. now i can't play like two hands of a piece in any way that would be helpful mm-hmm. to actors to rehearse so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my 2019 i'm like just Slowly, I want to start it. I won't. Oh, it'll oh it'll take me longer than you a year. You absolutely have the power to, and you, you'll you'll do great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your support. Mm-hmm. That's my. I want to try to. Learn. I have a little keyboard, so I'm like, okay. No. Step one. This absolutely. takes up too much space in my apartment. I have to learn how to play. Absolutely. <laughs> do we? It's ha- never too late to learn the piano, really. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We should make like a little inspirational. Because <laughs> there's so many people who want to learn how to play the piano. Yeah, no, it's never too late. I like people have started later in life, and they're virtuosos. You can absolutely do it. I love that. Just practice often. It's such a different. Dylan and I actually when we would talk about this a lot throughout the production. How both of like what we do, it's such a different language for the other. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, Dylan, can we make something that's like, and you'd be like, perfect, and then you just immediately start playing like a fully composed thing. I'm like, how? How did you just get that amazing thing from me going and it would be exactly what I what we needed for that moment yeah. in the <laughs> and same thing goes for director language and blocking and choreography too. It's, it's a totally different It's so funny that yeah, language I, to me. Yeah, I feel like we would talk about that and then we'd be like, I don't understand how you would not un- like we both be like, Oh no, our thing is so easy to wrap your head around. Yeah. Your thing is impossible. The other person would be like, No, your thing yeah. is impossible yeah. which is so funny because it's Again, goes back to collaboration. That's why you need such good collaborators yeah. because there's so many different facets to musicals that it's like, yeah. there's no, I don't think any one person's brain could possibly. Oh, do you imagine a musical where like one person was the whole creative was, team? Oh my god, it, it it would be a terrible musical. It would be, be truly, really bad, truly bad because you would have no one to be like, hey, maybe we don't do that really weird moment over there. Yeah. Like, and like you know, Lynn, of course. So much that Lynn yes. did book lyrics and music, but he still had a director. He had a choreographer. Yes. He had an orchestrator, mm-hmm. and that all informed. Yeah, his um, the guy who does the, the orchestration whole, for him, Alex so he, Lackamore. He he always works with that guy, right? He always he he's did amazing. In the Heights. He's amazing. I love in the Heights. He's so brilliant. He like bring. Oh my god! Like people underrated. Alex Lackamore, like you, the demos of Lynn's songs. If mm-hmm. you listen to them, they're good. But like. If you like listen to what Alex like left, that's Ooh, the Ooh, I'm gonna product. have to go back and like dig yeah. in because I think he did. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw him in NBC. Did the Wiz or not the Wiz? No, the Wizard of Oz. They did the Wizard of yeah, Oz, um, yeah. like special or whatever. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was the one. I think he was the conductor for it. Yeah, but I imagine he was probably involved beyond that because it was all different arrangements yeah, of the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won the Tony for orchestrations. Like, really, the demos that for Lynn's um, Hamilton songs are really good, of course. But mm-hmm. like, oh, 
his Alex's orchestrations. Uh, those that whole group is also such a great example of like musical theater collaborating. Mm -hmm. They all just won an award at the Kennedy Center. There's like four of them who who got an award for I'm I'm assuming it was for Hamilton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love that about theater so much. You can't yeah. do it on your own, and that's you the best can't. part. You can't. Well, on that note, this was the Making a Musical podcast. Yes. Um, so just a reminder to everybody, you can buy uh, T-shirts to support our production. Go to GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com. Uh, also to find our Indiegogo page and to donate. We are raising money to help our budget for the off-broadway production you can get perks like tickets the album launch party a free album depending on how much you donate and um there will also be a link in the bio for this podcast episode dylan where can the people find you you can find me on um instagram, oh, instagram. Uh, dylan adler underscore also um if you if you have any questions about writing a musical uh, dm me <laughs> i love that um and i'm at uh, bridgetgreeny.com i don't have instagram but you can go to my website and see what what i'm up to i just got our new updated graphic for good morning new york on my site so oh, it's all updated now awesome um all right well that was making musical that podcast we'll be back podcast. next week jackie will be back mm -hmm. um this was a fun takeover all right bye bye bye, -bye. <laughs>